Okay, hello, FC13 listeners. Today, we have an Islands Day Glues. It's going to be a bit of a shorter one. It's just me. Essentially, what we're going to be doing throughout this uh, CONCACAF Gold Cup 2023 tournament is we will be, uh, you know, every other day-ish, not going to make promises like that, but every other day-ish, uh, we, uh, I will be recording a episode, um, essentially just uh, recapping the action and, you know, uh, offering some thoughts on it. And at some point, we can try getting a guest on here from either the FC13 podcast or from, you know, abroad like we did leading up to this uh, leading up to this tournament. So we're going to get right into the action. The CONCACAF Gold Cup kicked off in style in Chicago. We are a massive crowd, very boisterous, and very much in favor of the USA. Witnessed an extremely dramatic affair between the U.S. and Jamaica. Um, it was pretty well fought by both teams. It was, it wasn't, you know, completely even. I think the U.S. probably were the better team. And I think that mostly draws from Jamaica blowing their lead and missing a penalty. Um, which, in my opinion, was sort of the turning point of the match. I think, although Jamaica before, um, what's his name, uh, Leon Bailey, missed a penalty, I think before that they had a lot of chances and it was and it it was it was very good they were playing very well a lot of confidence um everywhere you could see they had they had that they felt like they had that freedom to attack and they were doing that a lot and you know very early on when Damari Gray whips in that that ball from from afar uh, and the header on goal uh it was just great all around from Jamaica I think Damari Gray, like they, he really showed um, how good of a player he can be, uh, especially as a Premier League regular and someone who uh, has made waves in the Premier League at times. As a very good player for Everton, um, how he can take over a match. And uh, to be honest, I think Jamaica were worked very well as a group. I think, sort of contrary to what our uh, our guests uh, Lyle, Lyle Anthony, and uh, and Shaquille were saying on the when we helped uh, when we uh, when we got them on the show to preview Jamaica, and contrary to that, where they said, you know, they were they were talking about. I believe they mentioned, you know, there's been a lot of turnover with the manager, and at times, you know, there's a lot of, um, you know, because the player personnel style changes, and there's a lot of new players coming in, like Demari Gray. It, Jamaica as a unit is not as scary as Jamaica as individuals. However, I think they worked very well. They gelled extremely well um, in this match. Like it, it helps obviously when you've got attackers like Bailey, Mikel Antonio, and Gray, who you know all play in the Premier League and have scored in the Premier League. And Mikel Antonio, you know, was one of the best strikers in European competitions this year. As West Ham, as he helped West Ham with the Conference League, so obviously that's a very good, like that's going to help a lot. But maybe because those guys play against each other a lot, it, it you wouldn't expect it to to completely work out. But I felt like it did. Like I think 
that saw a lot of a lot of good play going forward from them. Um, obviously, until they missed that penalty, you know they were making problems for the U.S. You know when a team like the U.S. fouls you that much, is because you know they're like right out of the gates. They're 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 getting frustrated because they they cannot let that happen. They cannot open their gold cup with a loss um, and a shock like like that. It would have been it would have been exponential the 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 recap from that for like the U from the U.S. perspective. Um, and there was a sizable amount of Jamaicans who were behind the goal when they scored, uh, which was which was good to see. Um, it was good to see they made the trip uh, to uh, Chicago. I'm sure they'll be all around the U.S. Um, following the reggae boys. Uh, however, you know, once that penalty gets saved by Matt Turner, it's not even the worst of penalties um, from Bailey. It's it's I think you know maybe not much power uh, in it and. And all that. Either way, Matt Turner is a great goalkeeper. He just isn't as good as Aaron Ramsdale, so he doesn't just knock at the Premier League reps. Um, anyway, I think you could see the tides turned a lot. The U.S. with that vote of confidence in their in their hands, uh, they started doing much better. I think. Um, I think it did. It did take. Substituting in a, a relatively uh, a, a different attack, you know, J- Jordan Morris, Jordan Morris coming out, um, and uh, and then you know you got a guy like uh, you know Senora and Zendejas coming out. I think I think Senora was pretty uh, underwhelming. Uh, yeah, Zendejas came out. Ferreira stayed in the whole match, but. Vasquez came on, scored the late goal. Uh, you, you look at the bench, and it was it was very good. So I, I maybe you know next game you you open up with a guy like Mihailovic and or Vasquez uh, or Rodon, especially Rodon in the number ten role uh, instead of uh, instead of Jordan Morris or uh, Senora. Um, but I think I think it just it worked better than bringing on those. Bring on those fresh legs as they had momentum. It 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 worked, it worked very well for them. Uh, yeah, defensively a a bit shaky, but I I think, you know, they were able to uh to put it together a lot. Um, uh, yeah, I think you know half of the back line being being subbed out. They, they needed to they needed to switch up some things, but I I can't imagine Yedlin not being in the starting eleven for the next game because I thought he did pretty good. Uh, helping hold down the fort, um, but yeah, you know, tides turn so quickly, and I think Jamaica when they regroup and they look at this, they've got to they've got to say to themselves, we can't let things like that be slipping away, and they've got it could have been two nil, and if it's two nil, I think game over, um, because I just I don't think this particular U.S. squad, you know, other ones are this particular one. Don't think it's strong enough. And Bob, I'm going to be perfectly honest. I don't think it's strong enough to come back from 2 0, especially given that Jamaica are actually a very good team. Um, and sorry, uh, yeah, um, it's uh, I, Andre Blake, obviously, I will always say this. I think Andre Blake is one of the best goaltenders in CONCACAF because he's, his reaction time is so quick. Like, he can stop anything. Um, 
in my and like you know based on you know what I've what I've seen from him, he can he can do so much, and that will do wonders for this Jamaican team, especially if um, you know the rest of the group, Trinidad and Tobago, Saint Kitts and Nevis, it's not as strong as the USA. So coming out of a point was so crucial, but you get into those knockouts, having someone at the back like Andre Blake who will keep you in a game um, if necessary. It's so big. It's so big. And, uh, and you know, they are probably going to need that going forward. Um, uh, they're, they're a great team, but having that, having that goalkeeper at the back, uh, it's, it's, it's definitely it's going to work in your favor. Damian Lowe with the goal there uh, off that free kick from uh, Damari Gray. His defender's great header. Turner couldn't do anything about it, right? Um, but anyway, that was USA 1, Jamaica 1. Big point for the Jamaicans. USA will definitely look at it. Uh, well, I think both sides can come away with things that they could do a lot better, but uh, I think it's a, definitely a bigger point for Jamaica than the USA, and especially Jamaica held the lead for so long. All right, Trinidad versus St. Kitts and Nevis, the other members of Group A in Miami. They waterlogged pitch from, I assume it was a tropical storm, I guess. Um, I know it was stormy. Maybe, I don't know what the definition of tropical storm is. Anyway, we don't need to talk about that. Uh, they uh, Trinidad comes out with a big win um, for them uh, against St. Kitts and Nevis. And St. Kitts and Nevis coming from the uh, qualifiers, you can't say it was too much of a surprise. Trinidad is an established team. And, uh, you know, four shots on target to one, 66% possession, 540 passes. All the numbers are in their favor, uh, except for yellow cards. Um, and St. Kitts and Nevis were, aside from, you know, a couple of times... They were maybe close to doing something, uh, and they don't even have a half bad team. But you know they had that own goal from Ibel. Uh, guy like you know Romain Sawyer's is not a bad player for them. Sterling James did uh, good down the wing. Uh, he was he was doing a lot. He he plays in the lower divisions of England, but is uh, quite a good player for Saint Kitts and Nevis. Um, but simply outclassed and. Uh, I don't think it's at the point where you know they were taught a lesson, but if you know, obviously Trinidad are good, but if that's the result there, I really feel bad for them. They have to play the U.S. Uh, that's not going to be easy. Um, looking at Trinidad though, their their second goal was amazing. That goal from uh, Johnny Fortune, and he just he takes it by himself. He's not going to worry about trying to find anyone else, just take it, run with it, goes through, dribbles, you know, into edge, at the edge of the box, smashes one home, just perfect goal. Ton of Trinidad fans in the stands that uh, got a lot to celebrate, that's for sure. Um, you know, as a Canadian, I was looking a lot for the Canadian Premier League players and former Canadian Premier League players, and I have to say, it was, it was good for the CPL because... Uh, Malcolm Shaw and Luke Singh uh, both came on late, got some touches. Uh, Andre Rampersad started and did pretty well in midfield to uh, help hold it down a lot. Um, Ryan Telfer, former CPLer, was not um, didn't really have some of his uh, 
York 9 inaugural CPL goal magic on his side to, uh, in this one. But still, you know, I imagine he's probably going to be their, one of their wingers uh, a lot because I, I don't really know who would, uh, who would replace him. Uh, obviously, Malcolm Shaw is going to be looking a lot to uh, to get some minutes. This could be a moment from to to pounce. But now that uh, this is like let's be, I'd like no shade at Saint Kitts but this is the easiest game for Trinidad. Uh, so they're going to be definitely rolling out with their their number one starters for against uh, USA and Jamaica. And yeah, Trinidad just very strong showing. Uh, I think they 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 showed what they can be, and you know, replicate that performance could get a couple points maybe one point, and I mean, I, I can't see them being the U.S., but maybe if they get a point against Jamaica, maybe they're the ones that sneak through. Um, you you have to think uh, if if everything goes in their favor. Uh, Haiti 2, Qatar 1. This, this was a good match. This was a very good match. Uh, two teams in Group B that are, I think, pretty evenly matched, you know, Possession, 51% for Qatar. Like, that's barely. Both had very similar numbers of passes and pass accuracy. Uh, 17 fouls for Qatar, 16 for Haiti. You know, both on, on both sides, you know, two offsides for each. Um, three shots on target for Haiti, two for Qatar. Ultimately, I think what it comes down to is Qatar giving up that penalty. Uh, in the added time of the first half um on the handball and it's just it's so like you you cannot be giving up uh, a, a chance like that because you know it's gonna go in um you you know it and I think Haiti from that point knowing some of their gold cup heritage with um with scaring teams late and uh coming on and um pouncing on the chance coming back you know then it's, it's for them. They see that chance. They're going to take it. But, you know, second half, it's not immediate. But I think Haiti kept inching into getting so much closer. Then that moment finally comes uh, in extra time and in the seven minutes of added time in the second half. Um, and it, their, their moment comes. They finally, they can, they run away. Well, they don't obviously not run away with it, but they will get away with the three points. Uh, this match, I think, especially coming away from the nightcap in Group B, this match, I think, would decide who would go to the knockouts in Mexico. And I'm very confident in Haiti that it will be them because I think they they look they look to be a good side. Um, a bit, you know, against Qatar. Uh, obviously, we've seen them. Their full strength lineup from the World Cup is 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 would could probably beat Haiti. Uh, I wouldn't guarantee anything, but it, it could probably do. It could muster more than uh, a loss, I think. Uh, they were, you know, Qatar, was, they were playing a, a five at the back, I believe, for this one. And I don't know. I just feel like maybe you that can't be the strategy against Mexico. Um, although... And we'll talk about Mexico, but although their attacking prowess is a lot, I think it's going to be a bit more difficult to actually defend that than going the other end. And that they 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 got through a lot. They got a lot of uh, good good opportunities. Um, 
and you know at the, at the back you know a bit shaky so i think and that that goal it was a great goal it was like weird it was it was off balance um and all that uh from just kind of like it just drops over the keeper and it's just very very nice goal uh i will say from qatar to um to uh to to, to get the lead and obviously, you know how Haiti are with uh, with coming back, uh, especially in twenty nineteen Gold Cup. But you know, Qatar definitely showed the fight. Uh, I I don't think, yeah, I like I don't think they're gonna really be uh, be doing much in this tournament. But you know, they've got something to show for there, and they've got something to show for in terms of they can have that um, some uh, some some confidence having that goal. Uh, and with you know with the, with the two shots on target, ten in total, maybe maybe you got it. Maybe you got to try more, uh, somewhat more offensive in this one. Uh, although you know you look at the player average positions on Sof score, most are behind the back line. You know Haiti at or sorry ahead of uh, behind the center line. Haiti it's the opposite of course, but. Maybe Qatar, seeing as they scored their goal and it wasn't entirely in the counterattack, you know, I think you gotta, you you gotta, not just try to pounce, and you gotta try to really make a statement. Um, and then Mexico versus Honduras. What can I say other than Mexico were absolutely outstanding here, absolutely outstanding. Um, and Honduras were pretty bad. Uh, Honduras have had somewhat of a downfall since finishing last in the octagonal for World Cup qualifying. You know, at from that moment onward, it's they've been falling off a cliff, and this this seals it for me. Mexico are great, obviously. But you know Honduras probably should be should have to be able to to get more. Um, but Mexico relentless in pressure. Um, it seemed as soon as Honduras could get themselves on the ball and you know maybe find a find a hole. There was just a Mexican just pouncing on it, right? And it was like that the whole game. They got. So many, so many opportunities. Um, it's in Luis Romo with a brace, an unbelievable goal within the first minute that truly set the tone. Um, total shots seventeen to six for Mexico. Shots on target six one Mexico. Um, they blocked six shots. They actually only had thirty four percent possession, and I think that's because. Uh, Honduras took the time a bit. I think they took the time a bit to to try try to break down Mexico. Um, but uh, yeah, Mexico also thirteen shots inside the box compared to one. Um, Guillermo Ochoa really, honestly, had no work. But yeah, that you know that Romo goal just such a sweet strike uh, from afar. Then they they score on the corner. Afterward, um, Pineda, Pineda 
with, uh, I believe, Liga Emeki's MVP, Henry Martin, with an assist. I think Martin, I mean, you know, it wasn't bad, obviously. I think he left a, a bit to be desired um, there in, in attack for Mexico. Uh, obviously, a very good player. Uh, one shot off target, one shot blocked. Uh, so, you know, compared, obviously, to this attacking performance as a whole, you can't, like, highlight one individual and fault him because, you know, he did get the assist. And he was, he was, that whole, that whole group was good. But, you know, him in the middle, um, I just think uh, just wasn't his night for uh, for scoring. And in the, in the number nine position, but, yeah, you know, you, you, like, you can't say anything other than there's just dominance um, by a Mexico side that I think in terms of, looking at the Nations League finals, which was everyone's, like, strongest roster, I think Mexico's might be out of the, you know, the main contenders, USA, Mexico, uh, Canada, and, um, you know, Panama, Jamaica, maybe throw in there as sort of wildcard teams. I think Mexico has sort of the strongest squad out of there. Um it when just look at it top to bottom it's 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 still it's still this team could probably again like the USA completely outclass in the Nations League finals but this team could probably also would have the same result I don't think it, I don't think the US would like beat them five nothing if this team played um yeah and and as for Honduras Ellis on the right wing it kind of the only player that was consistently just like getting the ball and was trusted to to try and try, I guess he drew a lot of fouls. And there was one time he drew like three fouls in five minutes or something like that. Uh, 25 touches. Um, did, you know, have the one, uh, had one cross attempted, uh, one for four on dribbles. Um, he, you know, might not, you know, look at his like so scored match rating or mat- other match ratings. He's not. You're not going to see, you know, at seven, but, you know, Honduras, Honduras did not deserve any of that. And I think it's just because, you know, he was stopped a lot. He was fouled a lot. And then they, Mexico quickly just found a way to just stop him from really getting anything. So a very complete performance from Mexico. Um, you know, an attack, obviously pretty perfect, uh, aside from a, a couple missed chances. And, you know, in defense, uh, Everything I think it was more the, maybe the midfield where uh, Mexico just stopped a lot of potential chances and uh, runs the other way from Honduras. But yeah, defense very solid. Uh, again, so four nil. Got to think you know in this it's a tough group. You know, the Haiti and Qatar are going to be tough games. Um, it, I think especially for Honduras now that you see that. And even for Mexico too, because they might look at it and say, "Okay, we, you know, we we got, we got maybe some of the jitters out of the way after being humbled in the Nations League finals." So maybe you know we got that out of the way. This group has got that bad vibes in the rearview mirror. Maybe they start a bit less of a good lineup, and you know, uh, Haiti or in Qatar kind of challenge for a win. Um, I don't think Mexico are going to be perfect in the group stage. I think it'll probably be a draw, probably against Haiti, but uh, we'll see. 
Anyway, Mexico looked very good. They definitely had the best start of this Gold Cup, uh, making a statement truly after the U.S. true to Jamaica. Anyway, I've been I'm Thomas Hewitt. That's been the uh, first installment of this more frequent series from Islands Igloos on the FC13 podcast. Uh, where we're covering the Gold Cup coming up. Uh, well, I, Martinique versus El Salvador is in progress. I've uh, not watched that match. I'm, I will confess that. Uh, but on Monday night, there is Costa Rica versus Panama. That's huge. Um, Panama's won the last two meetings. Costa Rica will look for revenge, but we'll see if Panama's fully leapfrogged then, of course. And then on Tuesday, Group C gets underway with uh, Cuba and Guatemala playing, as well as Canada and Guadalupe, and Guadalupe, which is the main event, 7 p.m. BMO field. If you are in Toronto, get there, support Le Rouge. Uh, I will be there in the press box, and um, hopefully, you know, Canada has as good of a start as Mexico did. Um, anyway, that's been my thoughts for uh, the first weekend of fixtures from this CONCACAF Gold Cup. Thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you soon.